I'm Zach Elliott. Welcome to Lab the Podcast. This is a place you'll find life and beauty in every season and in every story. The podcast features honest conversations about faith, hope, and love that will inspire, encourage, and maybe even challenge you to discover the unexpected life and beauty surrounding you right now. Hey, welcome to Lab the Podcast. I hope that you are doing well. And I'm so glad that you're all joining us for the conversation. Back in January of 2019, we set out on a bit of an adventure. We wanted to find life and beauty, the life and beauty of the gospel. And that adventure began with Dave and Susan Ward in the corner of a coffee shop named called Buddy Brew down here in Tampa, Florida. And it's led us to Australia, to New York, to the Pacific Northwest. And along the way, we've met extraordinary people and heard extraordinary stories, and seen that God is very much alive and well, and that in fact we're surrounded by life and beauty everywhere. We just have to slow down and open our eyes and see it. And what a privilege to discover and to enjoy it together. So I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we get to share this space. Today we get to share some time with a friend whose life took an unexpected turn and led him to step away from his his home, his family business, all that comfort, all that security, and to step out in faith and search of new treasure buried in the ground. Dave Turin is the star of Discovery Channel's Gold Rush, Dave Turin's Lost Mine, and it's now in its third season after enjoying eight seasons with the original Gold Rush Rush cast. Dave set out to pioneer his own show. So Dozer Dave, as he's known, now travels the world as a TV star searching for treasure, and I believe that Part of that is because he's a man who can be trusted and to find it and not lose his soul in the process. Dave Turin is a husband, he's a father, a grandfather, and a man whose faith is sharing the life and beauty of the gospel around the world. Dave Turin, what a gift to get to do this. Welcome to Lab the Podcast. Well, thanks, Zach. Uh, Thanks for asking me. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, I always like I always like talking to you, Zach. Yeah, well, we're doing it like you must really like it because it's like four in the morning or some crazy thing. We're doing this Dawn Patrol style. You're up early. Where I don't even know for sure where you're at, and I don't know if you're allowed to say where you're at. So, we, we, as close as you can give us, where are you, and what are you and your crew doing right now? Well, I'm at ten thousand foot elevation in the Rocky Mountains, and we're digging up gold and we're filming a tv show called dave turns lost mine it's uh in its third season and uh i got five guys with me and my wife shelly and we're gold mining we're doing it it's it's the real thing we're not you know our show is kind of a hybrid it's not all you know, it's it's not, nothing scripted. We go out and mine, and they film us and watch us mine. And my new show is more about the adventure, the treasure-seeking, going out and prospecting. It's about history, and it's about real people that need mining. And I just felt, I feel like in America, sometimes we want to forget about our history. I believe we need to embrace our history. You know, we've all made mistakes. As I'm, as I'm, traveling around the old timers that were before me mining they made a lot of mistakes and so when i come in and mine i want to help fix some of the mistakes the old timers did for instance you know when 
a hundred years ago when the old timers were mining here, they turned up the ground and they didn't care because there was no people around. Now I have an opportunity to get gold, reclaim the ground, put the ground back to something better than it, than what I started. And so that's what the show's about. It's about, you know, gold mining and, and finding, seeking that treasure and meeting new people, interesting characters, and a lot about the history of mining. Well, and this is you, you, this is interesting because you are legitimate on both sides. You legitimately are a TV star and good looking and charismatic and all the things we want <laughs> oh, out of our yeah, all the things we want from our TV stars. And you are legitimate. Like family business was in the dirt. This is what you did. This is who you were. This is how you are. And that's why you were in, ended up being kind of getting your own lane on Gold Rush. So m this whole reclaiming the ground, ecology, all that, you're from the Pacific Northwest. This is what you were doing long before TV. Yes, Zach, you're right. Uh, my, I have a, a history of mining. Uh, we have a family business that's still going on in Oregon, and I'm still uh, an owner of that business with my brothers. And so, yeah, that's what I've always done. and. And I'm passionate about it. The one thing for me on this show, there's a lot of guys that have come and gone, but I, I consider myself a professional miner. And so I take it very seriously. And, and so when they, you know, after I got off Gold Rush, they asked me if I would do my own show. And I said, or they asked me if I'd do a Gold Rush spinoff. And I said, no, I'm not interested in doing a Gold Rush spinoff. I want to do something that's less drama, more real people, real characters, the history and prospecting. And that's, that's what we, that was the vision. And that's what we're, we're very close to that vision now. And so I'm, I'm very passionate about mining and, and putting the ground back when we're done. Yeah. Well, I love it. I want to. I want to get into the show. I want to learn a little bit about the backstory of the show, and then we'll talk about what life has been like since then. But I am sitting here. I've got my Bible, and in right above Psalm nineteen, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God. This beautiful section. I've got a note that from May of two thousand and five. In May in 2005, we were up in your neck of the woods at the base of Mount Hood. I'm still cold. I live in Florida, and I'm still <laughs> cold from some of those days. But you were you were running the family business, investing mm -hmm. in the local community. We were doing this event up on the side of a mountain. At that moment, was there anywhere in your imagination TV and the, a show, something like that. Was there even a dream or a hint that this would come? Because this is, you've been doing this for 11 years now, which is extraordinary in that business. At that time, back in 2005, was there even an, a hint of this on the horizon? No, I had no idea I'd do that. And even, and you and I met, we were doing a thing called Spirit on the Mountain, and it was like, it was a Christian music festival. And I, I, God is, you know, when you open up your life and you say, okay, God, you, you run my life, right? Well, I'm a, <clears throat> I'm a minor, <clears throat> I'm a rock crusher guy. And then God says, Dave, I want <laughs> you to start and be a Christian music <laughs> promoter. I was like, wait a minute. I don't have anything. I, I'm not musical. 
I'm not an actor, <laughs> but when you open your life and you say, okay, God, you take control and, and you run with it. So I'm a, <laughs> it's amazing. I was a, a Christian music promoter. So we put on a, it was called spirit on the mountain and we did Christian music and, and looking back, Zach, I think that somewhat prepared me for, for, you know, kind of what I'm doing. <laughs> and then, uh, so I'll tell you how it originally got started. So all three of our kids graduated from college at the same time, one a doctor, master's in finance, and then a teacher. And so Shelly and I were like, wow, we should, you know, we should have a nice uh, party for them. <laughs> and, and with that, Todd Hoffman had a lodge. And so we went to look at the lodge to see if we could use it for the party. So I meet Todd Hoffman for the first time. And he's like, hey, you're that guy up there on that mountain that, crushes rock i said yeah i am he goes come here i want to show you my wash plant so i go look at his wash plant and it's a it's a mess and and he goes i'm gonna go to alaska gold mining and i go oh good for you and he goes well could you help me so i helped him we put a lot of his things together for him and i was helping a brother out and we started becoming friends and along that journey he keeps telling me he's gonna start a tv show i'm like yeah right buddy you're <laughs> gonna start a tv show and so we helped him and it, it was a couple months and then one day he calls me and i'm working up at the pit at the rock quarry and, and he goes hey i'm about ready to leave for alaska and he goes can you can come down and help me load up i said sure so i go down and lo and behold, he's got a TV show going. There's camera guys, there's producers, there's sound guys. And I'm like, oh my goodness, he pulled it off. And so I was praying at that time. I was like, Lord, I'm getting bored with, with the mining that I've been doing. I've done it for 28 years. Lord, what's next? And then Todd Hoffman shows up. And then he calls me in June and he says, hey, come up here. I can't get my plant going. So Shelly and I, that first season we for Gold Rush, we really had to pray against um, the enticements of the world. I mean, you think about the enticements of a man that's enticing you. There was, number one, gold. Mm. Number two, TV, fame and fortune, right? Mm. And number three, it's the wilderness of Alaska, man. And that just tugged at my heart. So Shelly and I really had to pray that that was the direction. And I, so I went up twice in season one and they were pretty disorganized and, and they needed a leader. So season two, they asked me to join the crew and Shelly and I prayed about it very hard. And, and we decided that if we were going to go on gold rush, we needed some leadership, some guidance. And so what I did is I said, look, I'll do it, but here's some of the things. We're going to meet every morning. Shelly's going to fix us breakfast. We're going to have a Bible study. We're going to pray together. We're going to talk about work. And we're going to deal with issues that we have. Because when you live with a group of men and you work with them and tight, you know, and, and you're living with them, there's issues. Um, there's always conflict. And when we, when men are meeting together, praying and reading the Bible together, you deal with those issues in the right way. And then when you quit doing that, you know, the world starts to take over. And I don't know how far you want me to go, but then fast forward to about four years ago when we quit doing the Bible studies, we qu quit meeting, 
and um, we just became just like everybody else, and it started to fall apart. And then, uh, unfortunately, I got in a, a confrontation with a, a guy, and my days on Gold Rush were over. And it was a sad way to leave. You know, everybody in their business at some point, you know, it's going to end and you want to kind of go out on your own, on your own terms. Well, unfortunately I didn't leave on my own terms. And so then I left gold rush and, uh, went out on my own about three or four years ago, I think. It's incredible to look back and I'm remembering sitting around your dining room table. And I think you're right how God is preparing you in advance for these incredible things that are up ahead that we can't see. I remember, uh-huh. you know, little walkie-talkies and who's got a four-wheeler <laughs> and, you know, how are we going to do garbage and, you know, all those conversations yeah. that were happening. And yeah. you were running that crew. I remember watching you at that time. Cammy and I were looking up to you guys, you and Shelly, just going, this is an incredible uh, leader who's putting, you know, you were pulling it all together and organizing all these things. And so you were, I mean, in little ways doing that producer role. And now you, the, on your own show, you, you're also parting part of the producing work and getting to pioneer and getting to think about where the show goes and what comes next. And I hear that as you tell the story of this new show. What do you think is the biggest difference for you today with the current show versus your experience uh, in the original season of Gold Rush? I think the biggest difference is my input. Um, You know, me and the producer, there was a fellow named Sam Maynard, and he was the original guy, the main executive producer of Gold Rush. He's very creative. And uh, I like Sam, respect him a lot. And he, he was the one that reached out to me. And so as we developed this, I was along with Sam, we developed the idea, the concept and, um, the framework and it was our vision. So that's the main difference is that I have, you know, I don't have editorial rights. I can't go in there and say, Hey, take this out, put this in, but I'm, I'm here every day and I'm helping, um, you know, develop ideas, develop, you know, what we're going to shoot for the TV show where, you know, cause I'm mining and that's, that's my main thing, but I know where I'm going to go the next day. Right. So mm-hmm. as I'm mining, mining along, I know I have to go up there and clear that piece of ground. And so I can direct the camera guys like, all right, tomorrow we're going to be here in a week. We're going to be here. This is what I need to do this morning. And so I'm lining out, not just my crew, but also the production crew so that we And so that's the big difference. It's a lot more work for me Mm -hmm. because now, you know, when I was on gold rush, I directed, I tried to direct the mining in the beginning. Todd let me direct the mining. And as the show progressed, Todd started to pull more and more of that responsibility back to him for whatever reason I'm not going to get into, but he started taking more and more of that away. So now with my show, um, I'm directing the mining and I'm also directing the camera guys. And so it's a big weight. It's a big responsibility. And at times it's overwhelming. Um, but I'm here, you know, for a reason. One thing that I don't know if people quite understand, um, 
there aren't many shows that that let you pray on TV. And me and my guys will pray at at uh, very precise and specific moments, either a big high where we thank the Lord for the gold, <clears throat> or it could be a low when we're, you know, we're not getting the gold, we're not paying the bills, or there's a machine that's broke down. And we are praying, and there's not many many people or many shows that do that anymore, and it's kind of sad. Yeah. In the beginning on Gold Rush, we did that, and I think that's why the show took off. People want to see, you know, the audience, the viewers want to want to see people struggle, but also to understand that there's a bigger, greater purpose than just mining, and that's what I share with my guys. We're not just mining for gold so that we're rich we have a responsibility and and i want my show to be aspirational mm. to motivate people i want them to 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 know that we're we're not perfect and we there is a god and we pray to him and and he directs our paths but also the show's about taking a risk especially now in america right now we're so divided and i think our show can help bring that back because you know we want to show men struggle and we're going to have conflicts but if we can resolve them and then put our arm around each other and then go back to work i think that's a good message and it's the message is like hey look we're going through some tough times but we got to get through it we got to be innovative and and figure it out and more than that we got to at some point we got to put our boots on mm. and go back to work. Mm. And that's what the show's about. You know, we've struggled with this COVID, but we're out here doing it and we've got protocol and we're, and we're working through everything and we can do it. We can do it. We got to find ways to, to get out there and keep living and keep working. I think that's one of the things that's so great, not only about the show, but about your willingness to have a conversation like this, because we watch TV and we wonder, like, man, how much of that are they manipulating? How much of that are they is just for that, you know, six seconds or seven seconds that they want to show us? And knowing you personally, when you see those scenes of you at the trailer, you with the guys gathered around, you leading that, you know, a, a small conversation with some guys that you are different from different backgrounds hearing you say Shelly's making breakfast I can go I can see that like that's just who you are and your willingness to do a show that shows us people struggling people praying together like that's whether we're gold mining or we're trying to get our kids out to school <laughs> that's that's the reality of our days of if you don't start uh, with everybody on the same page if you're not praying it's coming apart like it's going mm -hmm. to happen and I think your show does a great job bringing us into that. And, you know, the adventure doesn't hurt. It's pretty fun. So how, <laughs> how has that adventure changed you or shaped you? So from 2005, Dave, you know, 28 years in the business, uh, growing up in, in Oregon, raising your family, how are you different today, 11 years into this adventure called TV um, what would you say is the greatest thing that has changed and how has it shaped you? <clears throat> I'm just thinking uh, the answer to that question. 
Zach, it's been, you know, there's, there's, there's mountaintops and there's valleys and there's also, um, I can think of, it almost destroyed me because mid midway through gold rush, I thought I'm dozer Dave, I'm a star. And people started, you know, their social media and they pat you on the back and you're so wonderful. And you got, you know, you got all these people, you know, telling you how great you are. And so I, I started to buy into that. And as God knocked me off that mountaintop, I hit a, a, a real deep valley. I was very depressed after gold rush. And so I, I hit, I hit the bottom and, and I had to, you know, I had to pray out to Jesus and, um, to heal me, to bring me back. And it was amazing. I, um, God did pull me back up and restore me. And so now looking at it from where I'm at now, I, I feel like I hope, and I pray constantly that I am more humble because it's not by my power. It's not by my might that, that I'm back on TV. And I have a, because of that, I have a responsibility. And one of the greatest responsibilities, you know, our sphere of influence is not that big. I mean, I heard somebody say that really, we can really only pour into people maybe, you know, after our family and our close friends and stuff, you have, you have room to pour into, I don't know, maybe a dozen people. Mm -hmm. Well, I have an opportunity to pour into six men. It's my, my little flock. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm pouring into these, these five men and pouring in not only my faith in God, but also my knowledge and wisdom of gold mining. These guys want to be, gold miners so i get the opportunity to pour into these men and uh that's my flock now there's a much much bigger picture because um on our show there's two or three million people that watch on a friday night so there's also that but i have to concentrate i don't think too much about the big show i think about my guys because we really need the gold these guys are all family men and the gold is a way to pay their bills. And some people don't, don't like it when, uh, we pray for gold, but we need it. It's when we pray for gold, it's similar to what a farmer would do when he prays for a bountiful harvest. Hmm. He's like, he prays for, you know, rain to, to water his crops. Well, we pray for gold to pay the bills so that these guys can, you know, pay, pay for their kids college or, you know, those types of things. And so that's, you know, it's my responsibility to, to get gold for, for us and, and these guys and their families. It's crazy to think, like a, think about gold, like a crop. I love how you reframed that because yeah. I think it's so easy for us to just think from a, you know, this one limited aspect of what we might assume gold mining or the, you know, but the putting it in terms of a crop, like there's mm -hmm. a whole industry of people who are trying to do this well and do this faithfully. And mm -hmm. how, how has your faith even informed the ecological perspective. I mean, you have a stewardship mentality anyway, coming from Oregon and, 
and natural resource and you live in a really beautiful part of the world is how has that shaped your approach and is there i mean for everybody who's skeptical who says again like now you can't do this well you can't you know it's not like growing a crop you're taking something out and you're there is harm done to the environment how are you able to kind of thread that needle and say no there's a steward there's a way to steward this the earth in this way just like a farmer does Mm -hmm. yeah it i believe god gave us everything on this planet that we need um our biggest consumption of gold right now is in electronics god gave us gold it's our it's our number one conductor of electricity the smaller that our electronics get they need the gold to conduct the electricity it's the best conductor of electricity so the the majority of the gold that we dig up out of the ground is going into the electronics every you know there's billions and billions of cell phones well there's gold in every cell phone and so we need it and we consume it and my deal is that if we're going to continue as a society and and things you know all these electronics we need the gold and i want to show that we can do it responsibly we can put the ground back because where i'm walking into zach it's it's called lost minds Mm -hmm. so i'm always following the old timers Mm -hmm. and again those old timers didn't care i'm up here at ten thousand foot and it's not really meant for men i mean i'm looking out it's a beautiful (laughs) setting but it's cold it's like 32 degrees and when you're mining and it's this cold those old timers there weren't many people up here so they mined and they just turned the ground upside down and then they walked away with their gold and they left. Mm. I have, I have an opportunity to come in here and get the gold that they didn't get. I'm doing side pay, but then when I'm done, I can put the ground back and it's better than when I went in. Mm-hmm. And so people don't realize that. Yes, we do tear up the earth. Yes, we do get the gold out and we, you know, do those things but we also reclaim the way america does it the environmental laws the environmental engineers and the standards that we have are the best in the world and if we don't take our natural resources it's we're going to get them from somewhere else that they don't care and this world is becoming smaller mm-hmm. and smaller and you can ship it to to another country however they're not going to do it as responsible as we are and that's one of the responsibilities that we have as miners that we got to do it the right way. Yeah. If you could go back and kind of go back to the beginning and, and start over and give Dozer Dave a piece of advice, I'm thinking back to everything that you must have learned from the ecological side to the reclaiming side to the working with team side. What do you think if you could go back and do it again and say, okay, Dozer Dave, here's a piece of advice. What would that be? stay humble mm-hmm. um how do you stay even, stay in the word stay in the word how do you even do that when you start to see <laughs> a million people a million five two million people watch this show i mean how how what what was that experience like for you could you feel it in you like okay i can feel myself getting ahead of maybe where i'm supposed to be um no you don't 
you don't feel yourself, Zach. I think, you know, in the beginning I had, you know, a, I thought I had a plan and we were just, we were just mining and doing a TV show. And my plan was always to, I knew that we were doing a, a TV show about gold and I just felt like my way of doing it was I'm going to do everything I can to get as much gold as I possibly can and then let everything else take care of itself. And that I believe that hard work resonated with the viewers. And then I started becoming, you know, uh, let's say a, a, a TV personality instead mm -hmm. of the gold miner mm -hmm. and all the people it's seriously, you know, you, people start recognizing you, they take pictures with you, they say, oh, we love you, and all those pats on the back, all those, um, you know, acknowledgments starts to go to your head, and then you start thinking, wow, I really am something, and then, and then when you start thinking that, God knocks you off that pedestal, <laughs> and you, so that's, I guess that's my advice, is you really got to stay grounded, Yeah. thank, thank goodness, my wife uh, keeps me very well grounded and you know, so that's what you got to do. You got to stay in the word too. You got to be praying with your wife, reading the Bible together. And those are the things that uh, keeps you grounded. Yeah. Well, that was, I was going to go there next just to the habits and practices that you have found that keep you rooted and you and Shelly get to do this adventure together which I think is so cool that she gets to be there for a lot of it and kind of be a part of it but if there would if there were one or two things that you say I've got to do this to keep myself healthy to keep my marriage healthy to keep my family healthy as I go and as the sale kind of expands and we go farther what would you say are the one or two habits or practices that you've learned that that's what makes the difference uh, in keeping me healthy? Yeah, there's a couple things. I'll, number one, Shelly and I do read the Bible together. We pray together. We do a, we do a, like a daily Bible read through. And in a year you read through the whole Bible and then, uh, you know, and it takes half an hour. And when Shelly's with me, we do that and then we pray. And so that's, that's important for your marriage. And then the other thing, Zach, I'll tell you a story. So when we started Gold Rush, um, one of the things I said was that we were going to pray together and read the Bible together as a team. And we did that, and it was great. And so then when I started the new show, Shelly said to me, she goes, uh, are you going to pray and read the Bible with your guys? And I'm not the brightest guy in the world. And I said, uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. There's only one strong believer. And Shelly goes, Dave, do you remember how well it went when you did that? So with that said, I said, all right. So now me and my guys, every morning, uh, we talk a little bit about work. I read a Bible verse and we pray together. And it's amazing how these guys love it. It's, uh, and they haven't experienced this. And you know, when you, when you, say yes to God and you say, all right, God, he finds a way to, you know, get it done, I guess. And so that's what we do. So it's very important, you know, not only as a marriage, but also as a team to do those things. And 
<laughs> again, you know, God says, when you take that little step of faith, I found that in my life, it seems overwhelming to me, the different things, like, just like praying with these guys, I'm like, ah, I don't know, I'm scared because I don't know how they're going to act. I don't know how they're going to react. And that's me in, in the flesh. I'm like, I'm scared. But you know what? When you take that, that step, I think it's a giant step and I'm scared, the fear, but I take this little step of faith and then God just takes you the rest of the way. So uh, you just got to step out in faith at times and take a chance. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of times we need, you know, people need to do that in their own work setting. They're afraid that, oh, they're going to be, you know, ostracized or criticized, but sometimes you just got to take, take that step of faith and do it. I think that's what's so great about you sharing that. Like every, whether you are running a bank or you are working in a school, no matter coaching a team, every single one of us has that feeling in us. Like you just perfectly described, like somebody like Shelly, somebody wise in our life is saying, Hey, are you going to do this? Are you going to keep, are you going to stay true to these principles, to these things that you know to be true? Or are you going to set those aside because it's inconvenient? All of us feel, we, every single one of us knows that tension. And Mm -hmm. I think you just did a masterful job of saying it doesn't go away. And you, you have that choice with your guys on the side of a mountain Am I going to live according to this conviction and to this principle? Mm-hmm. Is it going? You know, we always say it's only true if it's true. Is it going to be true, or am I going to set that aside? <laughs> That's right. And That's right. Every single one of us has that choice. Choose this day, right? And so yeah. thank you for that. If you're listening, put a pin right there, underline that because you're going to go to work tomorrow. And there's that. It's that feeling isn't going to go away. You just hear Dave Turin, TV star, miner, gold miner, adventurer, extraordinaire tell you it feels just as weird for him as it does for you mm-hmm. <laughs> when, let me go ahead let me let me tell you a real quick story so and it and it it kind of exemplifies this so in gold rush todd and i we needed to raise some money at one point in time so we went to this uh this place and we're going to ask and it's it was uh some venture capitalists and there's a room full of people and we spoke from our heart on what we were trying to accomplish with the show about, you know, we were God fearing men believed in Jesus and, uh, we're, you know, we're praying on TV. And as we were doing that, there's, you know, there's probably a hundred people in the room. We get done and some very prominent, very wealthy, very influential men or women, both came up to me afterwards and they're, and they're almost in a quiet hush. They're like, wow, hey, I really appreciate you sharing about God. He goes, I'm a believer too, but I could never do that at my workplace. And I thought to myself, why not? Why can't you say, hey, I'd love to meet with you guys, you know, or, or a group of people. Why not? Why can't people do that? If I can, If I can proclaim it on a network, on TV, why can't you where you go to work, say, hey, I'd like to meet with you guys and, you know, discuss my faith. How have you been able to do that? Because your environment, there's people from every background, different walks of life, camera people, producer people, people that are coming from different experiences. 
give us a piece for the person who goes, Dave, I want to respond to that call because I've been feeling that I've had that conviction. I've wanted to lead in that way, but I just, uh, I don't know how to do it. Um, give us some practical advice for just working with people because you've had to figure out how to be true to who you've been created to be and your convictions and to do that in a way that is really generous with people who are from different perspectives and different backgrounds. So what help could you give in that pursuit to the person who's going, okay, I want to respond to what he just said. Um, be gentle, listen, don't, don't go in, you know, with a big stick and, (laughs) or big Bible and start, I'm very subtle. Um, I'll give you a very practical example. The other day, one of the producers, um, says to me, he goes, wow, your group of guys, they really, you know, you guys are really close and really tight. And he goes, you put a great team together. And I said to him, I said, no, it really wasn't me. I said, I said, God, I believe brought us all together. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, I know. He goes, I believe the universe always puts everything together. I go, I go, well, n- no. I says, I believe that there is a, there is a God and, it, and Jesus is his son. And he goes, yeah, yeah, that's, that's great stuff. And I said, well, if you ever want to know what I believe, I said, I'd sure love to share it with you. Just something simple like that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? In a day or two or a week, he'll come back. Mm-hmm. And he, now he knows that that I'm a Jesus followers. Uh, I'm a Jesus follower, and that's all it takes. It's subtle. I don't, you know, I don't. I I know now. I don't get in arguments with people. Mm-hmm. I'll just, you know, I'll just say, okay, well, this is what I believe. And then, after a little while, one of the things that I really that was instrumental in my faith was that when you when you hit them with truth. For instance, you know, it's, it's fact that Jesus Christ walked on this planet. He's the most well-documented person in history, all of world history. So they can't, they can't dispute that Jesus Christ was a real person and you cannot dispute that he died on a cross. And so those are my arguments. And then I said, number three, rose from the dead there's no tomb and then that's the point at which you can tell you know the bible says that to some people it's the stench of death mm-hmm. to some people it's a fragrant uh you know it's a fragrant that they want to be and i know immediately how and for instance when you say something like that some people are like oh you're one of those Mm. then other people are like oh wait a minute tell me more Mm. tell me what's that mean and they lean into you well let me explain it to you when you're you're doing this in maybe the most beautiful cathedral of you know ever you get to have these conversations at ten thousand feet in the rockies (laughs) you know like you're literally standing on created ground looking at some of the most incredible views ever and that's been important to me just in the process of meeting people from so many places everybody shares the same experience like when i'm outside i have this undeniable 
kind of experience that there is a God. There's, you know, it's, it's beyond just a impersonal, you know, random chance universe. There's something, I mean, there's so much beauty, so much order. The heavens do declare the glory of God. This is your office. That's where you work. Mm-hmm. And you've been to mm-hmm. Alaska. You've been to the Rockies and Montana and I think South America. Where, mm-hmm. yep. where have you been in all those places where you've had that experience, where you have literally been, had your breath taken away and been like, God, you made this. Where's the place that you've stood and just been, your, you've been, your mouth's been shut? It was in uh, Haynes, Alaska. Hmm. It was the very first time I'd gone up to help uh, put the plant together. And Zach, as I'm driving out, it's, uh, you know, it's, I think it was, no, it was the second time. So I'm driving out and it's fall. And as I'm driving out, there's a stream off to, off to the side and there's a, a grizzly bear, uh, sow, a mama. She's got two twin cubs and the twin cubs were close to me and they're probably mm. a year old. They're probably a couple hundred pounds and they stand up and look at my pickup mm. and then it got the mother's attention and she she woofed at him and the two cubs went running behind her and she stood up and looked at me and she kind of did something with her teeth and then she she got down and the cubs on and as she was running down that stream she looked back at me and uh it was one of the most uh memorable things that i've ever uh seen and on top of that you know we also so that was that's it it's Alaska. Wow. The other one, the other one that was so amazing, you know, we went to the jungle in Guyana, mm-hmm. South America, and it was a, it was a very difficult, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I don't think I'd, it was, it was tough, tough mm-hmm. living. We had to, we had to build our camp. We had to, you know, get our water. We had to everything. And it was, you know, hundred degrees and hundred percent humidity. It was horrible. But one of the most memorable things is Shelly came down. Um, our cook quit on us and I asked Shelly to come down and cook for the, for the, our crew, my crew. And, uh, we got to lay in bed at, or in a, in a, you know, open air, just with netting around in a bed and listen to the sounds of the jungles. Um, and it was, spectacular with fireflies and the jungle noises and stuff it was just another thing that was unforgettable and it was and it really is you can find beauty in everything you know the god created all this to enjoy and and uh i do i get up i'm so blessed to be able to gold mine in the rocky mountains and i've been to south america it's amazing yeah well, and it's you literally that experience with Shelley in the netting, listening to the jungle. Like, you are a treasure hunter, like modern yep. day treasure hunter. This is what you get to do. And that it seems like that could go forever. Like, Elon Musk is getting ready to go to Mars. Like, we're, we're, <laughs> we're pioneering everything. And I wonder, do you ever have, are there limits, you know, to that pursuit, to that kind of ever pioneering, ever chasing thing? Have you and Shelly said like, hey, you know, there's, 
there's a few places we want to go. We want to do this for a few years and then we're going to, you know, hand the baton or, or put pause. I guess what I'm trying to ask is what have you learned about limits and discerning what's best? Because whatever we're doing, there's, there's always something in front of us. There's always another lost mine. There's always another possibility of, of gold and you do that so well with the shows. Like we want to keep watching because you're continuing that adventure and that journey. What have you learned on the other side? Just about how do we discern what's best and where and and know those limits, know those boundaries, and learn to honor them. Yeah, that's a good question because you're right. Sometimes we don't know when to to quit. Shelley and I have kind of made a commitment that. I, <laughs> One of my favorite things in life in life is being a grandparent and and this show takes away from that. So yeah, we're going to and and I'm getting older and this is like the stress, the strain of season after season after season of doing the TV. People don't realize how stressful TV is. Because you're you on the one hand I'm doing what I I know how to do. For instance, I can run an equipment I can sit in a piece of equipment all day long Mm. and run that. And it, and I, I don't even think about it. My mind is constantly on the TV. And so over time, it's like sandpaper is constantly wearing and wearing and wearing and wearing you down. Mm. And I don't want to be, um, losing my health and, you know, ulcers and things like that because of the stress and strain. So what I want to do, my plan is to, hand it off, hand it over. I would love to um, share my knowledge and my wisdom and, and impart that wisdom and knowledge on my guys and say, here you go, mm-hmm. hand it over. Mm-hmm. I I don't need to be on TV when I'm 70 years old. So yeah, at some point you got to know when to hand it off. Yeah. Kenny Rogers. That's important. <laughs> Kenny, All people. I was going to say, Kenny Rogers told us that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I've got an older brother who says the cycle is learn, lead, leave. That we're always in that process. Learn, lead, leave. And trying to discern those moments when to make the pivot. That's the stuff. And it's it's incredible to watch you do this. Literally, we get to watch and kind of follow along with you on the journey. And I can't wait to see what comes next. There is part of that is I'm learning how to navigate a ton of uncertainty. I think everybody is right now with COVID and all the disruption in culture. Everybody is facing this really challenging and uncertain terrain ahead. So I know I want to be respectful of your time and I got to let you get to, to mining and your actual job. So I want to let you get going. But, <laughs> but I want to invite you to kind of play team leader for all of us you know you are such a good leader for your six guys but for all of us who are listening who are about ready to embark on another day another week uh, of a real challenge and a lot of uncertainty just give us a little bit of encouragement coach us as your team heading out to do these things that you guys don't know what's ahead you don't know what six weeks from now will bring as you get it deeper into these minds so treat us like your guys and give us a little bit of encouragement as we head into the challenge and the uncertainty ahead. Well, <laughs> I, I, I could encourage you to, to start the day like I start the day with my guys. Um, I'm going to, like in 10 minutes, 
I'm going to go over and talk to my guys, and uh, we're going to talk about work, what we need to do, what we're going to do today. And then I'm going to read a Bible verse. And, and you know, God says his, his word doesn't come back void. It doesn't go out without ending up on hearing ears. So I would just encourage you that if you don't re- read your Bible, pick it up. Read it. And if you and if you do read a lot and you share it with somebody, text it to somebody, um, and then pray. That's what I do. So, yeah, read your Bible, pray, and share it with somebody. You never know it's if it's going to, you know, it, it's going to lift somebody up. I've got guys, it's, it's pretty fun. I had, uh, we've got a, a Christian man that does our sound. And he came on our show not knowing what the show was about. And he came to me about a week after he started with us. And he goes, this is the first show. And he's an experienced guy. He's got, And he's been doing this a while. It's the first show I've ever... He says, the first show I've ever been on where you guys really pray together. And he goes, that is so cool. And since then, now I, I'll text the verse to him and he'll text the verse to me. And sometimes it just lifts me up. So we can be that person, you know, that's what I'd encourage people to do. I love it. Dave, I remember way back in the day having a conversation, you were considering serving as an elder at your church and you were kind of walking through that process. And I'll never forget just the thoughtfulness and the the prayerfulness, the intention that you were, every step of that process, you were being so careful at the way that you approached it. And I'll never forget it. In fact, it informs the work that we do now with churches, just watching you go through that process. And I'll tell you, it's that same character, that same integrity, that same quality of leadership that has never changed in all these year, 11 years of TV. You can see it coming through. And I think that's what I appreciate so much. And I'm so grateful because so many of us, are on this space watching that world play out, but there are very few people who get to enter that space and lead and help shape culture. So Dave Turin, thank you for being that kind of light and that kind of rock literally in that space. And we know where it comes from. We know that you are rooted in a in the source. And so we're going to keep praying for you and Shelly. But thank you so much for who you are. And just keep doing it. Keep pioneering. And <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Learn, lead, leave, right? And let us yeah. know if you find find the gold in the Rockies. I guess we'll discover that. And, and <laughs> You get to watch it. Yeah, there you go. All right, Dave, yeah. thank you so much. I just am so grateful for the time. And I'll let you have the last word. Oh, thank you very much, Zach. Uh, these kind of things are important that we can encourage and, and uh, again, impart wisdom on people. So I appreciate the platform. I appreciate the invitation. And take care of that beautiful wife and family of yours. Yep, we'll do it. We'll see you down the road. Hang on with me. Uh, I'll come back with you. Okay. You've been listening to Lab the Podcast. I'm Zach Elliott. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Zach J. Elliott. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review us. Join me next time for our next episode. Thank you for listening.